All right, hello yep. everybody. This is a deep dive with Mr. Astro, Mr. Daniel Hathaway. First player to come on, by the way, so I appreciate that. I asked all the talent previously this first question. I'm gonna ask you as well. If you could describe okay. yourself given the chance, imagine this is your first job and you have to put it down Ooh. on a resume, how would you describe yourself? Uh, vaguely outgoing, uh, someone who didn't used to be a leader, but learned to, and yeah, I think that's, that's pretty easy. That's the only thing that I could say in a job interview that was come from <laughs> Wait, what? Well, I mean, yeah, I suppose if you went for a cashier job, you'd be like, yeah, I'm good on a keyboard. I can use a keyboard pretty well. I can use a mouse. Yeah. Go for a cashier job. High aspirations there. Yeah, I mean, hey, esports, baby. That's the life right there. Um, Astro, look, I want to go into a lot of like early stuff with a lot of players because I, I just set you off camera, but the league, I think, needs to do a better job of like showcasing talent. And you've been around the scene forever. Like I was doing contenders and casting contenders. I was casting you in contenders. Now, obviously, we're both in the league. You've been around for a long time um we'll start from the very beginning i suppose how did you even get into like games or like competitive games we'll start with, like games first were you a gamer early on growing up uh so my dad played a lot of computer games he played like unreal tournament original like counter-strike uh games like that and he used to go to lan events and stuff so there were always lots of computers around the house and gaming was a big thing so he originally got me into gaming i played uh, pretty much everything from when i was like must have been five or six years old. Five or six. That's uh, 2005, right? Yeah, because you were born in 2000, yeah. which, is, yeah. which is crazy, by the way. Oh, my God. <laughs> born in 2000. There are people that can join the league now that were born in 2005, and that's the bit that blows my mind. Bro, I'm like 29. That's me feeling old. <laughs> You're like 23, 24, bro. Come on. What the fuck do you mean? Jesus. That's, I mean, at that age, like... the. For some reason, I use this as like a milestone for myself, but World of Warcraft came out in 2004. So like it came out when you were about four or five. I'm assuming your yeah. dad was like, you said Unreal Tournament. Is that kind of what got you into like first person shooter games and stuff uh, back then? I think the first sort of FPS I properly played was TF2. Okay. That was the first thing I had like thousands of hours in. But other than that, I played like, I think I played a lot of racing games, like driving games. And then Age of Empires, I remember playing oh. a lot of. Such Which Age of Empires? Uh, a bit of two and a lot of three, I think. Yeah, three was elite. Three oh was good when I was a kid. God. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking back to it, that game was quite revolutionary. Like, the destro when buildings, like, destroyed, they yeah, were like, crumbling and stuff, and you're like, whoa! You could, like, you could scroll in and zoom in and see them in, in detail yeah. and stuff. You're like... This is what real life is like. like. Oh my god, it's so real. That blew my mind as a kid. I, I played because Age of Empires Four came out recently. Yeah. And yeah. I played that quite a bit, and I mean, just the difference is insane. But now it just looks like a normal game. I know. You look back at it, you're like, I really thought this was sick graphics. Yeah, I like, thought it was special. Like, come on, man. I I thought that about Halo. To be fair, like Halo One, Halo Two, it was like, oh my god, this game. It looks so good. And man, I don't know if you um, kind of found it around that time period, too. around that time period when you were born, by the way, when you were fucking born, like 2004, 2005, when you were like four or five years old. My, probably when I started gaming. Yeah, like my best friend like got a graphics card and we were around his house like ogling this 128 megabyte graphics card, which we could play Battlefield 2142 at high def. And we were like, oh my God. 
This is a future. <laughs> a game changer. You, you said you played TF2. Uh, yeah. Did you play competitive TF2? Because that seems to where like a lot of people come from is uh, TF2. Did you ever like play ETF2L or anything? I think I did scrims and whatever the like pug website was. I can't remember what it was called back then. I think it's still a thing now. But I remember playing quite a lot of scrims. Uh, never did anything competitive in any game I played before Overwatch, actually. Really? Uh, any game at all? Like, were you high rated on like a, a game that had a la- obviously TF2 didn't have a ladder, but like, was there any game you were high rated in? League, I was pretty high rated. Okay. Uh, CS:GO was just decent. It wasn't anything special. But I think Shoot Mania. I don't know if you've heard of that oh, game. Oh yeah, no, Shoot Mania. Yeah, yeah. I went to. I can't remember which event it was in the UK with my dad when I was 13. And there was this tournament where they had like a pro player in. It was when it was, it was in beta. They had a pro player in. It was like, everyone gets to play against the pro. If you win, like you'll get free shit. Oh, no, no, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, you get free stuff if you beat him. And then I managed to beat him my first ever time playing the game. (laughs) I was 13. I think that counts as my first win. A tournament maybe first competitive win i like it. what did you win uh it was a razor keyboard and i used it for like five years nice used it for a long time you got mileage out of that what the hell yeah was it Easy. was worth it wow where did shoot mania go man if anybody doesn't know it was, it was like such a good game it was an offshoot of track mania like the same kind of company like they were trying to track make mania is great as well. yeah a, a f- another phenomenal game wow so that was your your first w what did you play in tf2 by the way did you uh scout soldier yes. why did i i just knew you played scout i don't know why i'm like okay any, any game with like mobility heroes that's what i'll play so <laughs> in, league, I, in league i only play fast characters <laughs> what did you play in league to get uh what rating were you in league as well i was diamond two when i was in school oh, okay that's pretty um, sick like back then it was pretty good and now i mean like a year ago in the off season i hit master oh wow what role do you play just support. Fair play, yeah. That was when that I started you... playing support in every game. I was going to say, is that something that kind of, uh, is there something that drew you to like the support role at all? I think just in my friend group, no one else wanted to play support. So I got stuck with it. Why like... is that the tale of everybody? Every support player. <laughs> every support is just like, oh, no one else wanted to do it. Guess I had to. No other option. Oh. Was uh, any of your schoolmates good at good at FPS or like uh, League of Legends as well, or were you like a little bit of a standout when it comes to games? I think there was like one person in our school who was diamond in League as well, who I used to duel with. But other than that, not really. A couple <laughs> of my friends are like masters in Overwatch now. Okay, nice, not bad. Peeking up the ranks, yeah. you're like, well, I hit rank one the other day, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, masters, not bad. Yeah, not bad. It's hey, better than what, what it could be. What um okay speaking of like uh, Overwatch real quick can you explain to me your tag not funny Astro well I guess you can explain that in a minute but Wild Wolf where the <laughs> hell did that come from your alt account uh so when you rename a Blizzard account there's the option to like uh pick a random name right and I don't know if you've seen but I had I had an account before called Shadowstorm. That that was the first oh one I did it with. God. So it was just, I just an got RNG name. Up with the account names and like because they're the randomly generated ones, people can't stalk your accounts with the yeah. Battle.net trackers that they use. 
So I used it when I was making secret accounts, like practice new heroes and stuff like that. So I would just randomize a name and then practice <laughs> on it like anonymously for a few months until people figured out it was me. And then I've just kept them because I can't be bothered to change the name. So oh it's my stuck God. now. <laughs> I've got just a Shadowstorm like... Wild Wolf. That is sick. Just look for any edgy 13-year-old 2006 game attack, and it's probably the, you on The worse there. it sounds, the better it is. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a certain level of, like, how stupid it is, and it just comes full circle to being yeah. like, yeah, it's kind of just ironic at this point. When uh, when was the first time in Overwatch you were like, hey, I'm pretty good at this game? Like, <laughs> hey, I'm pretty decent. I remember... I don't know, maybe it was Season 2? Because season one, like the first ever season of ranked, I didn't do that well. I think that's like ranked six, rated sixty five back in the old rating system. Ooh, yeah, what which was, was that? pretty like, bad. Yeah, Master, Masters, yeah, and it was like maybe, seventy maybe to eighty was like high Good. low right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My God, but then that season was two, I hit top five hundred. Oh, okay, and then yeah, from there, just got better. S somehow <laughs> was it on Lucio uh, that you yeah, top it was Lucio only at that point I never played anything else so you installed the game you picked Lucio and then you were like well I'm just going to play this character forever. before Ranked came out I played a lot of Farah. coming from TF2 playing Soldier oh, Farah yeah, made yeah. sense and then Farah was actually decent back then uh, but I realised pretty quickly that Farah is not that fun uh <laughs> Just get counterpicked half the time, so it wasn't enjoyable. And then I had to play support because no one else wanted to. And it's fast queue time. Oh, well, back then it wasn't fast queue times because no roll queue. No roll queue, yeah. No roll queue. Do you kind of miss... This has been a hot topic for some reason, in my opinion, for the last like couple of years. Do you think roll queue it was a mistake? Do you think 222 or now two, uh, 122 was a mistake? I like roll queue, but I wish the ladder was all-in-one integrated like the top 500 ladder because it's just boring to have like four different ladders that people can get rank one on it used to be an achievement to get rank one and you, you could yeah. be proud of it and you put it in like stream title or whatever tweet about it but now you see like every single day you open twitter and someone else has a got rank, rank one, one on a different ladder because yeah. there's there's three regions and there's four ladders so there's 12 different rank ones at the same time so what, what's the point in having it it feels a bit it does feel a bit weird having them all separated because then i did see speaking of that i did see a tweet from hydron yesterday and he quote tweeted a sim one trick that hit rank one on damage and i'm like okay and then hydron like it's, it's it like it's, it's getting like, dumb at this point ladder is a mess also you say four ladders open queue doesn't exist shouldn't oh no oh, combined, no, there's actually, combined. Yeah. combined so there's yeah. five yeah i, I guess there's five yeah i think there's, everybody forgets there's competitive ctf as well Who's playing? Don't I mean, about that. yeah. If your MMR is like anywhere near high enough, you're like three hour queue times. Like, there's if you're a grandmaster in I've been playing it regular, it's not really? That long How are you getting queues? <laughs> you're like, you're like you, you wait, you wait like 10, 15 minutes, you can find a game. And they're like GM top five hundred players, or are they like no, not definitely. Not. Yeah, I'm just gonna say it's It's not high SR lobbies. Jesus Christ. So with um with you kind of installing Overwatch and then almost insta picking Lucio after at least second season, um is that obviously at that point you hit top five hundred like well pretty pretty decent at this game. Yeah. What was kind of the the scene like in EU at the time? 
Uh, obviously, more often than not, a lot of the high-elo players, this goes for any game, kind of just know each other on ladder. Is it? Did you just become kind of a, a known quantity at that point for playing Lucio? And is that how people kind of like uh, either sussed you out or kind of scouted you a little bit? Like what was the kind of story there? I think people knew of me. The first time I ever like joined a team and properly tried to win tournaments was for a UK land. It was for Insomnia. Oh, yeah. Where I got scouted like last minute, weeks before it. I'm pretty sure it was because their other player dipped out and then I subbed in. Okay. Um, that, Who, uh, that was how I got my that? first team pretty much. Uh, Eminem. Oh, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Old UK. Old. Solid Who, team. What was the team made up at that time? So it was you and uh, who else? Hectrix, Mats. I don't know if I can remember any of the names. <laughs> Maybe Shy. There was a UK player called Shy back then. But I, I can't remember other than that. There were like... Oh, Dids? Dids. The, Dids? That's oh, one else. Dids. I'm pretty sure yeah, he was yeah. on the roster at that point. But yeah, yeah that was the first LAN I went to. And I played in a few different UK lands. I played a couple of Insomnia's EGX. And EGX was where I played against a team with Crusade and Fusions on in the finals. Ooh. And then, because they were joining Hurricane, which was at the time called Those Guys or something. Yeah. It was soon to be Hurricane. They were joining Hurricane and they needed, or they wanted a Lucio player. So, and they'd played against me at EGX. And they thought he's pretty good. <laughs> this guy's pretty decent. What um and did you win? That's that? how I got my in. Did you win each? Uh, no, we didn't. You we got reverse second? swept. Ooh, reverse swept. I got reverse swept by Crusade Infusions. Oh, that's rough. Their oh, team no. was so stacked compared to us. It was it was so unfair. It was a miracle we managed to win two maps in the first place. I remember it was the most scuffed setups ever. You had to use the provided mouse, keyboard, headset. You couldn't swap them out for your own. And we kept trying to like sneak our own mice and we get told off. <laughs> really? Oh my god. And you weren't playing on a stage, there were people just crowded around you. So it was a odd experience and you could hear all the audio. The server yeah. was lagging constantly because <laughs> you're at EGX. Like yeah. everyone there is using the internet. <laughs> it was it was the worst event ever, but it was great. It was yeah, it was great because it was so scuffed. It that yeah. whole like People surrounding people. Yeah, exactly. Just great memories, right? I mean, that's yeah. that's what it is. At the a lot end of different the day. to how it is now. Oh yeah, like a, a little bit more polished and everything's a little bit more clean. Even with um, yeah, the later insomnias, like there's the stage. Everybody gets up on the stage, even for like some of the early rounds too. Like it's uh, pretty insane, actually. Yeah, Overwatch what... never got on the stage at the start. <laughs> yeah, what insomnia were you at? Was it sixty-one, sixty-two? Oh, okay. Yeah, I. Uh... I casted Overwatch, what was it, 58, 59, I think, I believe. Yeah, like just before my time. Just before <laughs> you, yeah, damn. That'd I think that's when it was huge. That was when it was a big competition in 58, 59. Yeah. I think it, it was, got a bit smaller when I was playing it. It was pretty decently sized. Yeah, we had a, we had a stage spot and everything. Uh, that was that was super fun. And yeah, because... Yeah, it wasn't the... big enough to get a stage spot. No. <laughs> it, I mean... It was the game already by then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, People are already saying it. It's like every game that comes out, the competitive scene that's around for a year and a half, game's dead. Game's dead. Like, it doesn't matter how it's old the game. League's been dying for 10 years, bro, and it's been out for 13. Like, <laughs> dude, you know what I mean? Like, it's. There's it always someone saying it's a dead game. 
I mean, yeah. If you go on Twitter every single day, honestly, over the last couple of days, uh, this is recorded on the 19th of January, by the way, about the teams and the getting legal advice. I'm like, oh my God, dude, this fucking... Every day I go on Twitter, there's some sort of meltdown. It's uh, it was pretty wacky. Would you... um? So kind of an overarching point here or an overarching question. Uh, did you have any like major influences initially uh, when you were a player? Well, I'd say there wasn't any like major influence from anyone in particular, but the one person or the one team that I'd always watched, I think everyone did at that point was Lunatic High. Oh, yeah. uh, of course, like Toby Jayhong at that point, which is still crazy to me that I was on a team with Toby uh, on Fusion. <laughs> After watching it when I was like 16 years old, I remember because I was doing my A levels at that point, and I remember in between lessons I had this little Chromebook, and I'd get on Twitch and I'd open up people's streams and I'd always be watching them. So I mean, you never was, imagined you'd be yeah, on the team. Never imagined being there when I was 16 years old watching them on Twitch in between my maths lessons. <laughs> what did you uh, What did you study for A levels? Uh, maths, further maths, and economics. Oh, okay. Only three subjects. That's very smart yeah. from you. I did four and uh, failed almost all of them. So that was... Uh, yeah, <laughs> I did uh, physics as a fourth for the first year and then realized that was a bad idea. Yeah. Four subjects at A-levels is a nightmare. For anybody yeah. that's American viewers, A-levels are the... I guess... Oh, man, because... Age 16 to 18. Yeah, 16 to 18, <laughs> just before university, you get to pick the subjects. Um, and yeah, you obviously did a lot of maths-based things and physics what was your kind of plan after that were you going to go into university and study physics further or uh, mathematics i was going to do economics okay and i had i had a place at exeter uni but oh, of course okay. uh i chose over watch instead yeah <laughs> is this something you'd ever go back to you think uh it, i mean that's something i think about every off season i come back to england i'm like what am i going to do with my life after this <laughs> what, what am i doing uh <laughs> And you sort of sit there and you're like, do I go to uni? Oh, I mean, I've got no clue. No clue at all. But whenever, if Overwatch ever dies, then I'll just pick a random thing and do that. <laughs> Why not? I, I think that it feels like esports every single year. Like even for, I can imagine producers, casters, talent, like everybody like, am I going to, am I going to go for next year or what's going yeah, to like, How on? long will this last? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the best thing about it, right, is just kind of riding that wave and you know you're kind of enjoying yourself right now and obviously we're going into another year uh you obviously on gladiators currently so i don't think you need to think about university yeah, at least definitely for a while with you thinking about kind of economics going for a course in university uh what was your end goal for like after uni was there a, a job you had in mind that you wanted to fall into or were you just kind of doing it to get a degree and then seeing what you could do after that no job in mind i just like I enjoyed the subject at A-level, but everyone who, because all my friends now have finished uni and everyone who did economics said, don't do it. It's uh, it's horrible. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I might not go for that option now. I might pick something else. What would you pick if you had the choice? I don't know if, they, I don't know if there's any point going to uni. Who knows? Might just get a random job. See if I like it. <laughs> random job. Okay. So, just okay. go on like, LinkedIn or something. Just scroll, scroll through the jobs and pick one. <laughs> just hope for the well, best. That good. Hope for the okay, best. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it would work out. A baker. That's my plan. I don't know. Like you can just do anything, <laughs> I suppose. I mean, yeah, with 
being a pro player, it's very different. Um, I always think about this compared to like Korea. They have to do military service and stuff, and that's a big stopgap for a lot of pro players because they just yeah. all the well, not even pro players, just everybody, even like dude bts is going to fucking military service you know and they're the biggest group of all time like in the world and they still have to do that thing but in the in the uk and america one it's a little bit different so i guess for you at least you know if you do want to follow that path you don't have to do something mandated first and yeah, you've got a little bit more exactly. free reign and that's that's always been an interesting dichotomy i think within esports especially with the korean players in the overwatch league maybe having to do military service um yeah, when you put a stop to like a lot of players careers that I yeah think oh for probably sure wouldn't have retired otherwise yeah and that's what's super scary um yeah about at least coming from career and having to uh military service is uh going to like right back from like hurricane and those guys what was what would you say your big turning point in your career would you say it's that egx game where you face fusions and crusade and they kind of uh, picked you up there or what would you think really kind of propelled you to like new heights like to where you are now um ooh. i don't even know i don't think there was a moment i think the thing that really kick-started my career was after i got banned for boosting and i streamed for six months straight <laughs> That was the best thing. That was the best part of my career. Just, just really? to highlight that. Yeah, that was okay. the best thing that's ever happened to me because I got out of a Boston contract, which yeah. was a, a terrible Boston contract. And then I grew my stream and then I got onto Atlanta Academy. So. Right. That actually. I, that, that is like those six months. That is the time where I think my career really kicked off. Getting banned. Yeah, I got banned. banned. And then it's, it it's, it's the best off. thing ever. Wouldn't recommend yeah. it. I wouldn't encourage other people to do it, but it worked out for me. It worked out for you. I mean, that's a little ridiculous. Obviously, I remember at the very early stages of the Overwatch League, there were a lot of people that were like boosting or like uh, had done a little while ago that were in the league, and everybody was like, what the fuck? And there was, I know on the Korean side of things and Naver and so, people were going. I mean, even crazy. when I went. Even when I went to Korea with Fusion, people were throwing my rank games because I boosted like five years ago. Really? And they were like open about it in team chat, like saying, I, I will snipe you. I will throw your games. What? Kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, oh it's it's, hor it's a terrible thing over there. Yeah. it's illegal. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's, uh, for people that don't know, is you can get criminally charged for boosting accounts. And people have in gone... In Korea. Uh, in Korea, yeah. People have gone to to jail or like at least suffered consequences for for boosting it's it was definitely a big thing it's it's a big thing in all games but like league of legends and starcraft and whatnot that is kind of where it's originated from and it's pretty it's pretty bad people fucking yeah. hate that shit yeah understandably it's it's terrible for the game it's terrible for the yeah. ladder like i don't think 16 year old me realized the moment where i was where i quit boosting was when i started getting people who I'd boosted in my own rank games. I'm like, <laughs> Wait a second. I know you shouldn't be here. I know you're throwing my game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, if that didn't give you a kick in the ass, the banning. Yeah, that, that was, did, that was the real like, kick up the ass. Wait, my games are fucked because of me. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm ruining the game. <laughs> I'm like, I did this to myself. 
Do you, do you think boosting is still like a massive issue within within Overwatch, or has it kind of like died down? Um, I I doubt it. I doubt anyone. I doubt there's enough money in it anymore to to be a problem. Uh, I don't. I don't know though. I think it's one of those things you don't know how many people are actually doing it until you work. Yeah. As a booster, and then you have like a screen of hundreds of people, like asking <laughs> to be boosted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like, like quite you can't a, tell until you see that. Yeah, it's a hard problem to really track. Even on the Blizzard yeah. side of things, right? It's hard. It's a hard problem to track. Well, there's definitely like... players who've come into the league in the past few years that have been boosted or yeah. have been boosters, not boosted. Bo uh, yeah, I was going to say, wait a second. That would that would be <laughs> have, insane. Have been you boosters that haven't been caught. Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't know how the league checks, but it's who knows. Yeah. It's, it can't be that hard to evade. No, it doesn't, because like there's no detection system. Like, oh, this is weird. This account's now playing on this sub IP and shit, and it's like, oh, it's like now super good. Like, it's there. There can't be checks permanently going on that are saying like, oh, different IP and now really good. Like, it's it's. I would say a lot easier probably than we think it is, but it, I would still imagine it's quite difficult. Although, it's sometimes hard to tell if you're playing with a booster player or yeah. not. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> could know. just be. Especially yeah. with private profiles, makes hundred times worse. Oh yeah, dude. What would you say that was one of the worst updates they did to uh, to the game? Because that was also a, like a mad topic when they initially released that. People hated it. Yeah, I mean, I will say it's terrible for the game, but there are times where I'm like, I'm grateful for it because if I'm say a new hero comes out, say Kiriko came out, this is. Pretty much what happens every time a new hero comes out i'm like i will grind this new support hero i will get really good at them i'll practice it in case i need to play it in overwatch league and then i don't want to do that on my main account because for my <laughs> first 50 or 100 games i might just be feeding my brains out uh so i go on a smurf change the name private profile <laughs> and you can get away with anything erect um, you really can <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i mean it avoids people going on my profile and being like God, what, what's wrong with him? Yeah, like, why has he got a 30% win rate on Kiriko? Yeah, what's going <laughs> on here? This guy sucks. Is he throwing? <laughs> Let's talk about Kiriko real fast then, because obviously that was the newest uh, support hero yep. to be released into the game. And it felt initially people were like, she's not that good. Like, she doesn't do a lot of damage. Um, obviously, her TP's on a short cooldown. Or at least, I wouldn't say from the pro side of things, at least the public perception was just like, this hero doesn't seem crazy. Like, Incinerush seems super good, but then you can just LOS it with, like, Lucio Speed or something. Like, how initially did you find the hero? Did you, were you like, oh my god, this is, like, OP as shit? Or did it take a little bit of time to really get there? Hooked, like, a week or two, if I right. remember right. I could be wrong. But, I mean, even, like, when you look at Grand Finals, that was the first patch with Kiriko, right? I believe so. Um, not Grand Finals, it would have been... Playoffs, all the playoffs. Playoffs, yeah, playoffs. So yeah, even like days before playoffs, we hadn't settled on that comp that was clearly by that by the point playoffs started, everyone realized that like Monkey, Lucio, Kiriko, Reaper Sojin was OP. But I, not not every team had settled on that, like up until right. days before. There were still people trying to play other stuff. We were trying to play other stuff. Other teams trying to play all sorts of stuff. 
Um, what was what was the one thing that everybody kind of tipped you over the edge, right? I, because in my head it's Suzu. Like Suzu is a ridiculous ability and like how fast you can play. Was I think it was just one time for me. I remember getting really frustrated about character alts. Okay. Because as main support, I was alt tracking, alt planning, and then you'd be like, "Enemy team has character alt. We don't. I guess we lose." <laughs> Especially against that Reaper monkey comp, it was just so horrible. Uh, it felt like there was no counterplay. And there wasn't, so... <laughs> I mean, they're always ri ridiculous. Like, yeah, it's fun if you're using it. It is insane. It's Obviously, it gets easier to counter as soon as, like, you play against it more, like... Or not counter, but play playing around it. Was there a comp that yeah. people were running instead of the Kiriko Lucio? What was the kind of prevalent comp there in, in, in scrims at that point? I think we tried a lot of... It might have still been Kiriko Lucio, but I think we tried Lucerana quite okay. a bit with doom tracer because that suited us really well because then we've got shuana kev's the tracer rhino doom yeah sounds good sounds sounds very <laughs> good some of the but yeah, best sad, people sadly the method didn't go that way i'm pretty sure that's what happened mainly blanked without out my memory because playoffs was terrible for us but i mean it wasn't the best well it could have gone a lot better yeah, there were a couple of times in during the year, everybody was like, wow, Glads might be the best team in the world right now. Like, y you guys... The are first half of the year. Yeah. And then JQ I think we were. along. Yeah. <laughs> Even by the end of JQ better. I mean, talk to any of the other teams that were in yeah. NA. They by said the you end were of it, crazy. we were the best. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we figured what? it out. Just, we just took our time. Yeah, what happened there? Uh, how did it How did it take you guys so long to, to, to figure that out? Was it just teams literally just being quicker was there something in the team that wasn't really working at that point or like working with the comp like how how did that uh, end up going down because going from a team that just got dominated on jq to being the best jq team according to other teams that we were scrimming at the time that's crazy i mean that was the month in which pathy and ans were leaving and happy was coming in so that makes things a lot harder right the just generally like working with a team when you're swapping players in the middle of the season is not ideal yeah definitely the best ideally you want the same six or like you know how may seven going throughout yeah. the year but yeah um for the for your glads year last year obviously your team has made like crazy changes too who is your favorite person to actually work with like who's your like go-to person in the team house or like the you know practice facility like who would you say is your uh closest friend in there lee kev yeah he was my roommate last year and yeah, we oh. got along well Play, played a lot of ping pong in between scrims <laughs> team bonding is kev yeah. good at ping pong too I mean, yeah he's, he's insane he's yeah. better than what me. a surprise what a surprise he's a fucking android like he actually just <laughs> built in a factory to, i don't know how he's so good at everything what is well, that like? he's pretty good oh really so maybe there's some competition Ooh. this year Dude, you need to do content around that. The glass need to whip out the camera, do a little ping pong tournament. That would be sick. That would be sick. Maybe maybe I'll tell the content people. they got to get on that. Yeah, what the hell? That'd be funny as fuck. What is the day-to-day -day like in Glads? Um, I know that's a very like open-ended question, but um, I don't think people really know what it's like to be on a team uh, from the day-to-day. -day. Like, How would your days normally go when you were scrimming or, or match days, for example? You can kind of take that in two different questions there. But what was your day-to-day -day like when you weren't having a match and just scrimming like what was it what was it like so we just had apartments like a five minute walk away from our office it was pretty much wake up walk to the office <laughs> play overwatch uh 
We only did two blocks of scrims for pretty much all year until playoffs. Um, occasionally we did three blocks when it was a new meta or we were trying to figure something out, which was just two hours of scrims and then an hour break, then two more hours of scrims, and then that was it. It was pretty chill. It was probably the most chill team I've ever been on in terms of scrim schedule. Oh, okay. Nice and relaxing. <laughs> what was the most rigorous team then? Let's go the opposite direction. Oh, it's got to be Fusion last year. I think we did so many, so many three blocks in 2021. Oh, yeah. And a lot of thought review. Like, <laughs> like a lot of thought review. <laughs> like, way too much for me. Do you think there becomes a point where it's like diminishing returns? With, oh, yeah. Uh, with there were definitely people falling asleep in their chairs. That That was regular. <laughs> Really? Oh. It was <laughs> it, it was bad. But uh yeah, I think there's gotta be some in between. I think we did it I think Glass is pretty much perfect this year. We did around an hour of VOD review and then four hours of scrims every day. And then obviously play ranked after if you want. Yeah. But for the first half of the year you couldn't do that because Overwatch 2 wasn't out. Yep, don't worry. We're entering the first year where Overwatch 2 is fully released. All good. Yeah. Which is insane to say. Um, let's quickly talk about Fusion then. Um, for obviously people that don't know, you should know. Um, if you know Astro, obviously he was on Fusion um, at one point in his career. What was your highest point on Fusion, you'd say? Uh, like the tippity top, the most exciting time to be on Fusion, the, the highest point there for your career inside that team? 2020. First year there. Without a doubt. Uh, that team, that whole team was just special. I think... It's probably something about your first year in in the league that makes it special, because I think most players, if you talk to them, will be like, the first the first team I was ever on was the best. But it, it really was, even though we didn't manage to win a tournament, we came second very regularly, which yeah. is not bad. <laughs> it could it could be a lot worse than second. Yeah, that's what they always um, say. Like, look, they might be second, but they're regularly coming second. So. Yeah, exactly. But our whole roster was just, we all got along really well. And then even for all the shit that he gets on social media these days and how much people hate him, I think KDG was the coach that I needed at that point in my career. Uh, he, he was a great, he was great for me. In, uh, in what way? Yeah. He was incredibly strict. Like, of course, that's what other people say as well, right? Like, yeah. He doesn't care about people's mental and makes players cry and stuff but <laughs> <laughs> i think at that point is is kind of what i needed was just like a kick up the ass to play better and always try and do better instead of just being like oh this is good enough and that that's definitely a mentality that stuck with me for years where he was always trying to make things like one second better I'll never forget, there was this one clip of me amping our team through a choke, and he brings up the VOD. He brings up the VOD, and he, he whips out, and he yells at me. He's like, what are you doing? And I couldn't, I couldn't even tell like what the mistake was. And we're all looking at it going, none of us know what the mistake is. He says, get amps one second too early. What? <laughs> okay. He was just such a perfectionist. Right. Um, there was no other way to put it. But it was good. I think... Mean, Every like tiny little mistake. I think that was when I was playing at my best. I think in 2020, I can say that I was probably the best Lucio that year. Other people would probably say it's close between Moth, FD God, Lee Jae Gon, but 
I was like very confident that I was at that was the top of my game right there. Interesting. So you you've really needed that like strict like pinning down. You are doing this wrong. Like, it, and yeah. this obviously that's kind of stuck with you at this point. Yeah. Do you think there's I mean, any Moby, other players Moby that can Chris were, Moby and Chris were great coaches on that team too. I mean, right, when you look right. at that coaching stuff, we had Sather who didn't oh, do a lot. You, yeah, yeah. But he was oh there. God. We had yeah, Sather, sure. Moby, who goes on to being Toronto head coach, Chris, who's now coach of the year, yep. and KDG, who is now, I don't know, doing the, not on a team. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> at the time, he was great. Do you think a lot of players need that kind of strict... Uh, kind of coaching style because it seems I'm almost like you in a way like I like to be regimented like and pretty strict for myself at least and yeah. uh, beating myself up at the tiniest things at least in my commentary and stuff and it kind of makes me better do you think other players kind of need that too I think it depends on the person like as a sure. coach you've got to be able to mold your coaching around the people that you have on your team and if you end up with players that have weak mentals that will uh, not be very happy if you yell at them <laughs> and then get very upset about it, then it's not going to work if you just keep yelling at them. Sure. But there are some players where it will definitely work for them. Like Different It's got to be done on a case-by-case basis. And I think that's something he for probably sure. didn't do on other teams. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine him doing it. I mean, that's why he's got the reputation in a way, right? As well. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. just a- across the board. But for you, like it ended up yeah. uh, working out, which is fantastic. How did it feel? Uh, you mentioned earlier, it's like, oh, you're watching Toby in like university, like just not university, sorry, in college, just like between your lessons. How did it feel playing with some of the greats as well from from Korea in your first year? Like Carpe, obviously, who had been around the Fusion for the longest time. Like there is a lot of legends that kind of pass through that team that you as a rookie coming into that year, you must have been like, whoa, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, how did that initially feel? I'm, I think I was so nervous at the start. Like that... That roster was like Carpe, Poco, Fury, and like just everyone on on that team was such a big name. And I don't think that I like truly believed that I was up there with those names. But I mean, it was great. And those those are players that I'm like, I still see when we go to LAN events and we'll go out together. Like... If you told that to 16 year old me I wouldn't have believed you <laughs> you're going out with drinks with like fury yeah. you're like huh like, <laughs> that's exactly. crazy that's insane that was uh, it's really funny um, this is something I talked with I think Scott maybe it was Scott or Johnny or somebody but it's like not I wouldn't say obviously not putting words in your mouth but like heroes but people you look up to in the yeah, scene exactly. and you're like whoa okay holy shit now I'm like next to you that's really strange did you have anybody specifically that you did look up to prior getting into the league? Obviously, you mentioned Toby before, but um, was there anybody else that you kind of looked at and were like, I want to be like him, or it doesn't even have to be in your role. Like, was there someone else that you were like, wow, they are just clean as fuck at their role, like that inspired? In I've already guessed major influences. I've already kind of asked you that, but was there anybody that kind of inspired you as well? I don't think so, actually. I remember... I remember when I was getting like really high ranked on ladder before I was in Overwatch League. So when I was playing the UK lands, yeah. I would watch back because there weren't POVs at this time. And I would watch back all of the pro matches 
and I would think to myself, so I didn't really think any of the main supports were that good. And I'd played against them on ladder, and I didn't think they were that good. Ooh, okay. And I didn't, like, I'd watched them in matches, and I didn't think they were that good. Uh, but then again, I, they could play more than one hero. Yeah. So, <laughs> at, at the time, I didn't really, I mean, some, some of them might have not been able to, because Lucio was meta for, what, like, three years at the start of the game? Yeah. But I, mean, I, I don't. I remember watching a lot of pro games and be like, "What are the, what are all these players doing that I'm not? Like, why am I not in the league in season one?" Because I remember in season one I had a tryout even though I wasn't old enough yet. Okay, what team for? LA Valiant with like oh, Agilities, right. Grim Reality, oh, whatever that rest of that roster was, like Numlock maybe. I don't remember it. Uster, I think. But yeah, season one. It might have been. I'm yeah. not sure. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I remember trying out for them. But yeah, I think that was like the start of Overwatch in the professional scene was when main supports were just in-game leaders. Like you weren't meant to be skilled. <laughs> That's That's the... a, lot, a lot of the main supports, like you look at. Oh, no offense to him, but Dak in season one. The guy's stuck in master. Yeah, like dude, that that was a meme for <laughs> a reason. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Like, I remember running sure, into him and I'm like, wait, because... you're in the league, bro. Why yeah, the fuck are you in my games? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, hey, Dan, how's it going? I remember being tilted when he was on my team because he yeah. was bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, like, that is the era of, like, wins sitting on the payload. Like, like yeah, ITLs, exactly. like, yeah. Like, that's just kind of, of what players. the role was. Yeah. yeah. It's back, obviously back transitioned point. way differently yeah. Yeah. nowadays. Like, a lot of mechanical skill, especially characters like Lucio, it's not like before um again i'm not sure the audience for this might be a little bit varied but back when lucio was first released it was literally just aura heal bot and aura speed like the, 30 the meter aura range <laughs> she, it was huge like you could be halfway across the map and you'd still be in like uh in range it was ridiculous yep. required so, no skill yeah you or just kind of run around in game leader that was that was the job but igl baby there we go i don't think yeah i remember watching when i was younger and like what are they doing and now now i know that all they were doing is talking so yeah yeah you're like why are they, <laughs> they sitting on the payload that sucks anyway. like what the fuck yeah sense. <laughs> just afk um yeah. what was your we spoke about kind of the some of the high points of your career what would you say was the biggest low point um uh, of your career so far what would you say Ooh. Ooh, the time on hurricane where we got relegated that's got to be the worst, like, the worst achievement in my career. Right. Uh, coming eighth in contenders. And that was right as Crusade had left the team. So I just got full playtime, and then we did really badly. So that was that was not a good moment. Um, and then I'd say... Oof, probably... It might just be because it's the most recent thing, but 2022, like this okay. year... Uh, like I mean, it's two weeks kind of. The first four matches of Junker Queen Method, which was just two weeks, I played horribly. But I mean, everyone has bad weeks. Yeah, I'm, I'm over that now. It doesn't matter. Are you someone that is, uh, takes time to go over mistakes like that, or are you quite quick to be like, okay, whatever, go again? Like, doesn't matter. Uh, some. I think I've never really like got in a slump before as bad as i did this year where like 
I just felt like I was playing bad and I couldn't get out of it. But I'm I'm confident that I'm out of it now. But pre previous to this, I was someone that just instantly snapped out of it the second I started playing bad. I had various things that I would do, and I'd just go and play Overwatch for 12 hours straight. And then <laughs> I would start playing well again. But yeah, this was like the first year where I did that, and then I was playing bad, and then there was no ranked, or yeah. ranked at the time sucked, so I couldn't just go play Overwatch for 12 hours straight, which was not ideal. It didn't work yeah. so well. But this not year, our solution will work a lot better. Yeah, oh, percent. <laughs> can actually just go play ranked for 12 hours, and it'll be fine. It is crazy to think that we didn't have the game or like the public didn't have the game. Like obviously we were in the alpha and the beta and shit like that, but like Ranked, you queue up. It, I mean, the, the quick play games It didn't terrible. exist. Yeah. Like yeah. you were there really to just, well, what an alpha and a beta is there for. It's just feedback. It's you play yep. the game, you give feedback. Oh, this needs to be changed. This is weird. This is a bug or whatever. It's not supposed to be there for like high level play, which is obviously what you guys needed um, at that time. Yep. And I d there was a website and a whole Discord server that was set up for Pugs that was yeah. fairly active. But the problem was of who to invite and who not to invite. And there were a lot of, of Watch League players who didn't play in it. I'd say like 80% of people in NA weren't playing yeah. in these Pugs. They were just not playing the game. So there was only like a few people practicing. I think it was Glad's Shock Some Days and... All of the Paris roster, I remember, was grinding it, oh, okay. which which was quite surprising, because they'd just been signed as like I guess it's they'd been signed as fresh new people, and they wanted to grind. But yeah, a lot of other teams you wouldn't catch them in pugs ever, even though they were invited. Oh, I mean, maybe maybe it ended up hurting their play. Obviously, it's hard to kind of quantify that too. Um, I guess I mean, Dallas you... didn't play in the pugs and they won everything. So. Exactly right. So, <laughs> so, we were well, doing it wrong. Yeah, maybe you just don't play them and then you end up yeah, winning. Yeah, just don't know. practice. Yeah, easy, easy. Now, uh, moving on to kind of, we, we spoke about your biggest down point. Is there any regrets that you have through your career? Is there anything you regret like doing or maybe not doing um, when you were kind of coming I don't up? think so. Um... I, yeah, I really think there's nothing that I look back on. That's good. And I'm like, damn, I should have tried harder. Like, yeah. I should have put in more effort. Because I feel like pretty much most of the time I'm always trying to put in as much effort as possible. So even if I've played badly, like, I don't regret it because at least I tried to play well. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like, I'm not, I'm not throwing on purpose <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> as um, long as it's not blatant. I, th I think other than that, the only regret is like signing a contract with Boston. That was a bad idea. Uh, well, it worked out okay, though. Yeah, it worked out okay. But that was just pure luck. That was... It was nothing... It wasn't a good decision on my part. No. Well, you know, it, they always say, like, it doesn't matter if you made those mistakes or whatever, because it ended up leading to something anyway. So exactly. if you change that, like, you might not be in the same position you are now. So Every cloud has a silver lining kind of thing. Yeah, no, exactly exactly um speaking about overwatch and like being able to play the game which is pretty sick first year first uh being able to play the game for a whole year and like you know the general public can fucking play well which is ridiculous by the way it, it's crazy to think that last year we had a game that the pros were playing but no one else could like 
insane. Especially for the first half about. of the season. Because we yeah. couldn't even, like, there weren't even pugs going for the first half because contenders didn't have it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. It was just Overwatch League. So, just, I mean, <laughs> I can't complain about the first half of the season because we won everything. But yeah. uh, it, it was odd to not be able to play ranked. I just played, like, a lot of DPS in Overwatch 1 because that was fun. And I could not play Overwatch 1. Dude, I mean, no, no one could tell you off in the team for playing Overwatch 1 to practice and play off-rolling because you're not even playing the same game. Yeah. They can't look at you and be like, you should be practicing Lucio in Overwatch 1 in a different game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Works completely differently. There's another fucking yeah. tank and... They speak Don't they speak bug about... out wall climbing on walls. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Dude, the amount of like weird, stupid bugs uh, that were in like early Overwatch 2 was ridiculous. I don't know if you... Ever had the Rhine shield bash, um, where Brig shield bash ended up on Rhine, and Rhine could shield. No, bash. that was epic. <laughs> that was really cool. That's cool. I, like, I got stuck wait, like what? I was just wall riding in scrims, and then sometimes I would just get stuck in the wall, <laughs> and I would just <laughs> no just send it to Blizzard like here's another one. <laughs> yeah, just wouldn't be able to move until they killed me. Stuck. <laughs> really? Oh my god. Yeah. That is I mean, super. At, le at least that's better now. Like they fixed yeah. that. <laughs> That's true. There's a, there's a, been a couple of times, at least recently for me, like I saw this widow, I think it was on Blizzard World or something. They got stuck. I'm pretty sure this has been in the game since Overwatch 1. But they, they grappled somewhere but fell, but it was between a small ledge and a lamppost and they got stuck. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's always it's always the lampposts. Yeah. Every, every single glitch that I found is like so, around some weird lamppost or like box hidden in a corner and then you just get stuck in them. But yeah. I think hopefully they're all fixed now. So yeah, that, well, for the second year of Overwatch 2, we've got a fully working, <laughs> polished game. And I won't, won't open up Twitter to Hawk posting the screenshot for the millionth time of his slam not hitting in, in mid-season madness, and that's why they lost the match. Yeah. I'll never see that again. <laughs> Out Hopefully. of all the pros, to be fair, though, Hawk, uh, Hawk definitely was the most vocal when it came to, like, this isn't working, this is working, da-da-da. Like, that's what you want yeah. from pro players and like play the game like a ton like even if it's on twitter and shit you know he's posting this stuff it's like okay that's good, good. feedback good feedback yeah that, that shit don't work hey we'll fix that don't worry like it's uh i just wish that better. the devs would respond more often right because right. it doesn't it, you don't know if the feedback's being actually listened to or even read at all if there's mm -hmm. no like okay responded to it you know yeah it's uh, it's tough. Like I think communication with the dev team is is pretty tough at times because they also have a, like a, they a can't ton respond on their to plate. everything. Yeah. They can't respond to everything. Yeah, but I, I definitely understand your point. Where it's like, okay, I would like at least confirmation on this that you've seen it or like you're actioning action, actioning it. Jesus. Um, yeah, but it's yeah, <laughs> which is my biggest pet peeve. I would say like I did a games degree like computer programming and my like best friend. Well, he actually works at Blizzard now, but he. Yeah. He's worked at crazy companies before that do game dev. Um, and he's an extremely smart motherfucker. And like the <laughs> stories he tells me and like his day-to-day -day and shit, he's explained to me through multiple companies. And it's like, they are fucking busy. Like yeah. and on a free-to-play game, even more so. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, I mean, that's what all game devs say is that no one who's playing the game understands what they're really doing all day. And to be honest, I don't, which is why I don't, bitch on twitter constantly because <laughs> they've probably got so much stuff to do that i have no clue about but i just wish the game was better 
Like what? It's it's not saying out of spite. You just want sure. the game that we're playing for like six years professionally to be better. What would you uh, change right now? If you, uh, if you could uh, I'd fix the top five hundred ladder. Change it back right. to the SR system because this rank system is just ridiculous. Um, open. Is it's pretty much just removing new stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. So get rid of private profiles. Old top five hundred ladder back. Combine all of them. I think. I mean, one thing that I've always said would be really cool. I get is probably really unfeasible, but mm -hmm. if you could have a slider when you queue up at high rank to choose between high quality games and fast queue times oh, so that right. you can decide if you want a really unbalanced fast queued game or do you want to wait 15 minutes to actually get good players like i thought i think that's something that would be really useful for high rank players to, depending on if you want to spam practice or if you want to get actual good games thinking about that as a system is like mind-boggling like how yeah, that would, it would never work you'd never yeah, be able to it's... do it like i have no clue how you'd make that because you but need like be cool. other people to do yeah and it, then it would depend like oh these 20 people had higher quality and like the uh, but they're not online and like dude that would be wild but yeah it, it would, would be a, a sick feature yeah yeah sick feature but yeah i don't know that's uh, <laughs> a bit insane it's a dream I, yeah exactly i mean you know you can hope for things that can't necessarily be made that's fine like um i think with the changing of the top 500 ladder i think that's quite interesting maybe like you mentioned before Mel uh, merging them all together again because it doesn't just, feel as prestigious anymore. Even like top 500 isn't achievement anymore. You'll get people yeah. who are in diamond that have the top 500 challenger number under their, oh, yeah. <laughs> under their <laughs> name because they played open queue or something. Oh. So they've got top 500 icons. Yeah, top 500 which is, if I wanted which... to get top 500 like consistently, although to be fair, I will defend myself quickly. Did reach top <laughs> Grandmaster 1 and top 500 recently. Fell back down to okay. gen 2. So at top 500. Um, but got there. Close enough. I got there. I got there. You know, I what two hundred and forty or whatever it was, and then I'm out of it now. So rest in peace. But if I wanted top five hundred genuinely, like I wanted the title like super bad, I'd just play open queue. Easiest way to get it. Yeah. I'd just play open queue. Just uh, fuck around. Could be like... diamond. Exactly. I could fucking I could smash some diamond players. It would be fucking easy. Like yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a bit in. It's a bit insane how much of an achievement it was like back then versus what it is now uh, a combining yeah, it used system to be such a big sense. thing and it used yeah. to be like maybe i was just worse at the game but it used to be difficult to get top 500 in like mm -hmm. season two season three season four like around then was the real peak of when it was like ranked was actually difficult yeah well uh speaking of which like dante actually put out a tweet the other day um new teammate by the way i just saw on yeah. twitter so uh, that's a uh, pretty fucking awesome. As a as a side note, thank fucking god because if he was left on the free agent table, Jesus Christ, someone fucked up. Big There's time. no way he would have been left on the free agent table. Yeah, he's too yeah, good. he's so good. Um, but Dante put out a tweet the other day saying the competitive ladder or like ranked, at least in the upper echelons, is getting ruined by pro players or like contenders players not joining voice and just trolling. Um, what do you what do you think about that? Do you think that's actually a current problem that we're facing or you guys are facing yeah i mean like i'm not so on the train about communication ranked i don't think you need to really talk in ranked but you, you at least need to try and like 
not be mega toxic. Like, it's just the games used to be so good, especially if you had five contenders people on your team, everyone would come because everyone would be like, wow, this is a high low lobby. They're yeah. rare, right? Like, everyone wants to try. And now you get five contenders players on a team. People are just fucking about. I mean, I get EU is different to NA because EU is just everyone is fucking around because the, the region is just dead. There's there's nothing left for Europe. Like, there's no hope. Um, sadly. Uh, but yeah, I think I, I would agree that the new generation kills it. And they call everything cringe. Like... Yeah, that is the word of the generation, I think, is the word Yeah, cringe. you... I just, like... The way I see it is they'll see someone streaming... Like, if I wanted to go and post and spam TikToks and do YouTube and all of that for my brand, which is something I don't particularly want to do because I just don't enjoy it. But as a pro player, everyone knows this is a great thing to do, right? Like, you get your name out there, you build your yeah. brand, all that... True. All that stuff. But I reckon every single contenders player would never want to play with you again because they would be like, "Ah, oh, you're cringe." <laughs> when like, in reality, I, it's good literally for the future and like everything yeah, about, about your exactly. life would be improved I, if you I just reckon, like put your name out there more. I reckon most of the contenders players would be like, oh, "I don't want to do that. It's cringe." Like the all of that stuff, like catering to casuals. Uh, like I don't want to be doing all this. Whereas it's something you've got to do. Like, if you think about it, who in contenders do you know right now who streams regularly, who you like, you know their name? There are very few people. I think the biggest name in NA contenders at the moment is Tree. And yeah, I, I think he might stream a bit. But in terms of other stuff, like, I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's just me not paying attention enough to contenders, but I think these people like aren't trying as hard as people used to to get into Overwatch League. Right. So I remember everyone used to be spamming on Twitter, all the socials all the time to try and build things so that they could get into Overwatch League. But it just doesn't seem to be a thing anymore. I think that ties into people not trying in ranked. It's just people don't care as much. It's really interesting you say that. It's a problem and that it just kind of expands to like tryouts, I would imagine, too. Like obviously they're gonna try and tryouts, but then if X person, for example, has a bigger brand, a bigger stream, say one guy streams or one person streams to five hundred viewers versus like ten viewers, but they're like the ten viewer streamer is like slightly better than the five you probably want the five hundred viewer streamer that also has like In maybe terms of an org, you probably want to go for them, yeah. Yeah, because they're gonna play well anyway. You could probably coach them up to the level of that other guy, but like they have a brand there that people can utilize and like content and marketing, because that's how teams make their money as well. Yep. Is marketing, content, sponsorships, and it all rolls into one. So it's it's uh, i think you bring up a really good point it's interesting to see this i guess newer generation and what you and dante have said and uh compared to like this older generation which is either in the league now or they've kind of kind of retired is there any any advice you'd give to those younger players uh from your position right now <laughs> care more about the things you say like the shit you say in rank game it's it's gonna matter at some point like if you're streaming if you're just a known toxic person on stream, it's going to be harder to get a team. Like, stuff like that. 
it's so obvious but I, I, maybe they're just too tilted to not be toxic as fuck or something or like all these NA contenders players that Dante talks about I think NA is probably worse for it than EU well yeah I mean but I mean EU the chance of getting an Overwatch League at almost nothing slim unfortunately yeah how would you this is a very hard question to answer so I can appreciate if you don't know the answer or I haven't really thought about this before but what would you do or like how would you even change that because EU in the Overwatch League used to be a fairly big like representation a lot of players from EU a lot of players from De Denmark I don't know Denmark also breeds yeah. beasts in like every game for some reason I don't know what it is about Denmark especially CSGO yes yeah, CS League of Legends too uh, there's yeah. a lot of pro players a lot of Danes um, but in the Overwatch League it's like man there's not a lot of EU boys anymore there's a Obviously, a lot of Americans, a lot of Korean players, uh, the Chinese players too, fucking pending on what the fuck happens with the league. But EU just. I think we got dwindled. screwed by like season one and season two because all like the EU super teams, like season one mayhem was the EU super team, right? Yeah. <laughs> and they just. They didn't sign a good team, but everyone was hailing them as an EU super team. And then they go to NA and everyone's like, EU isn't good. And then from there, like you sort of set on a downward spiral. And then the league is in NA. So if, if you're playing with good players, you have to be on high ping. There's no tournaments here anymore. Like the only thing holding the region up is just Saudi elites. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's true. It's, it's the only thing holding it together at this point, I think. Because I don't think anyone's watching EU contenders. Like if, if I'm an Overwatch League manager, I'm you're watching probably, it. Yeah probably not watching EU contenders there's it's the same names just coming back again and again who have been in the league and now they've gone back to contenders and they're winning contenders but when they were in the league people didn't like them or didn't want them on their team a lot so of big names it's just an odd one retired recently too like only got uh as yeah. retired according to liquipedia i mean i'll pull it up right now but a lot I've of big EU players uh, oh yeah, Henningsen as well. Henningsen was on... Hey, that is an old name. <laughs> that is an old name. For anybody who doesn't know, Henningsen was uh, a player when I casted Contenders. He was on Singularity. He was on... Yeah, he was on pretty much every team, I think. Yeah, I'm, yeah he's been the all list. of them. I think he's been on every team in EU. It's ridiculous. Yeah, Copenhagen Flames, uh, Orcus and Hungary. That's when I casted Contenders. Uh, he didn't yeah. play for Singularity. He played oh, for HSL. Um, and that HSL went to Gauntlet, and that's when we cast and they did terribly. Gauntlet and Korea. And they, took, <laughs> they were the worst like, team ever. Two maps or something ridiculous. I yeah, don't, it I wasn't don't know if great. It was even that, it was yeah. terrible. It wasn't good. But that was that was the time where like EU looked really bad, right? Yes. Whenever there was global competition, they just did shit. So yeah, I'm trying I to. Mean, oh yeah, they came hard. ninth, tenth. They got three would by talent. Yeah. Um, yeah, they didn't do well. That's but that good. was... It's worth keeping in mind, that year, 2019, going into 2020, was the giga-stacked year for Korean yeah. contenders. That was the... That was basically the Dallas Fuel, which was... Runaway. Yep, exactly. Runaway with Heese, with Mag, Jin. You did, yep. Because you were on Atlanta Academy at that time. Yep. And yeah, HSL bombed out of the tournament without taking a map. Um... I think when even when they got there they knew they weren't going to take a map so it, rough Real, um, 
actually tragic. I'm looking at the, the board now. It's they were just, just enjoying the free trip for Korea. Ridiculous, yeah. And that was Fisher, Zapri, Chow, Henningsen, Ding as well. Ding, what a legend. Um, weird story about Ding, actually. I knew his one of his best friends, Grissen, from League of Legends, when I used to cast League of Legends, and he's like best friends with Ding, which is a bit weird. Askoff as well, and Izzy. Uh, as the as the coach and Askoff was a player Askoff's at that time. Still in the league, and he's still in the league. Yeah, as a coach, so people he are making lost it. Hope. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, apparently mistakes is retired. Uh, Only God and yeah, a lot of oh, mistakes. Mistakes used to be so good. Old players. Yeah, he did. He was incredible at Tracer. Absolute legend of the but game. Unlucky. Yeah, yeah he has just fallen downhill. Boston. I mean, we're just better at different games, you know? We've got, like, CS. CSGO. Yeah. Probably I mean, Valorant. Better than know. NA. I don't yeah. know about Valorant. <laughs> See, yeah. League of Legends, NA just blows. Like, biggest region, yeah. one of the biggest. Like, they just suck. Yeah. <laughs> it's the funniest <laughs> thing about League of Legends esports. They spend so much money as well. That's the funniest part. They, like, Million dollar the contracts. highest paid region, just always bad. <laughs> yeah. Which, it's which it's is fun insane. to watch. How the hell... <laughs> In a near airport meme every World Cup, uh, not World Cup, every Worlds that comes up, it's like, come on, yeah. man. You, you, how much are you getting paid? Oh, like seven figures? Pro probably should get out of groups at Worlds. Thoughts on that? Like, it's ridiculous. It's I mean, ridiculous. at that point, they're just like playing to take the money. They, they don't care about know, winning. Yeah. If you're earning like two million a year, I don't care if I win Worlds. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm loaded. Yeah, you just invest set half that money. You are set for life. If you get a million dollar contract, if you invest half of that money in like a, a decent portfolio, you're done. You don't need to do anything. Yeah. You're just set for life. Like you can it's kind easy. of understand. Yeah. And then compare that to Overwatch League salaries at the moment. Like, eh, it's, you know, that kind so of... Something I, something I find funny. They, I think it was 2019 and 2020, they posted the salary stats. Oh, uh, I don't did. know if you remember seeing these, but they just stopped. Isn't that really strange? Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Odd thing. Yeah, it's definitely a hot topic as well at the moment. Like, the esports and like, is it a bubble? Is it exploded already? Like, everything getting brought down, which is kind of in line with how the market's gone right now. And, you know, you kind of understand. Um, but I mean, Is it COVID or, like, exactly. is it something else? Yeah, it, it, it's impossible it's to tough. say what's gone wrong. But <laughs> COVID didn't help. I know that yeah. for fucking COVID sure. COVID definitely didn't help. COVID fucked a lot of things, like 2020 and the obviously the six-month off-season that we had at one point. Like, no, nah, it was... And then Overwatch 2, like, everything kind of, like... Yeah, oh, everything oh. went wrong at the worst time possible. But this year... But this year, we're baby. going strong. Exactly. This is the year to I mean, come we're, back. We're Are still we still here. on YouTube? Are we on Twitch? Who knows? Good question. Can't answer <laughs> that because I have no idea. Um, I would like to know. That would be pretty fucking cool, but... It would be cool to know. <laughs> Who knows when the season starts? Well, I don't know. That would also be kind of cool to know. There you go. <laughs> All right, Astro. Well, oh, actually, last question. You've explained Wild Wolf. Please explain why your name is Astro. You explained to me a long time ago, but I'm not sure the audience actually uh, actually knows. Where did your name come from? So when I used to play, I don't know, it was, I should probably start before that. When I was a kid, I used to read these books called Astrosaurs which is like a fun, I can't remember what it's about. It's about dinosaurs in space, I'm guessing from the name. Uh, <laughs> but then I went to play RuneScape and I went to name oh, myself yeah. Astrosaurs and it was sadly taken. 
Uh, so I tried Astro, and that was also taken. And it recommended me Funny Astro. Old so then, RuneScape is the origin. RuneScape recommended. What a what a recommendation. Been stuck with it for what? Going on 15, 16 years now. <laughs> hey, no regrets. I mean, you can't really change your yeah, name now, can you? So yeah, it's too late to change it. That's what I always late. tell myself. Yeah, you are funny, Astro. You know what's um really funny, ironically, uh, is when some casters I've heard call you funny. They don't call you Astro. They'll call you funny. I'm like, dude, no. Like his name is not funny. Um, it's Astro, <laughs> not the funny part. Like that's that some always. Some call me funny. Me. <laughs> really? Like for, for, like, for years. <laughs> And it just sticks, like especially just like, okay. Koreans. Uh, it's easier to pronounce funny than it is Astro, I think. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it will be more syllables so, in Korean to, for Astro than funny. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So funny sticks, especially with Koreans. There you so go. I'm I'm used to it at this point. <laughs> at the start, I got really annoyed when anyone called me funny, but at this point, I'm yeah. I'm stuck with it. Whatever. I've dealt with it. Um, I normally give this last bit to you like the floor if there's anything you kind of want to shout out or talk about or literally anything you can i've got your social media up on the screen but i'll also put it down in the description your stream your twitter um and whatnot but if there's anything that you wanted to kind of add on to the end of this uh feel free nothing more than that just follow all the socials check out la gladiators go see our new roster that will maybe be out by the time this video is out <laughs> uh good question yeah, don't know it. when it's coming out but we'll see yeah okay cool dante like i said recorded on the 19th of january dante has just been announced like this morning so that's a uh, pretty exciting well Astro, i do appreciate you coming on being the first player to do Thanks this for having and me. um yeah i wish you all the best this season and thank you everybody see you next time